You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. Welcome to Around the Arenas, Kayama Community Radio's sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. It's great to be back for 2021. I hope you've all had an enjoyable Christmas and New Year period, and I look forward to keeping you up to date with what's happening around our sporting arenas this year. The last month has been full of cricket all over the television, and congratulations to India on its historic win over Australia at the Gabba, which meant India retained the Border Gavaskar Trophy. The tennis kicks off in Melbourne shortly, and I'm sure many players will be keen to get out of isolation and reacquaint themselves with the Melbourne courts. I wish all the Australian players, headed by Alex Demonor and Ashley Barty, good luck in their quest for greatness this summer. On the local scene, Oztag Cricket and Surf Life Saving will recommence, and Netball, Rugby League, Soccer and AFL aren't far away. The local cricket competition is back on, and as a treat for you cricket lovers, this week I have a story presented by local cricket tragic Bill Peters, as he joins me with the first story in a series which will trace the journey of local cricket from the mid-1880s till today. We're so lucky that Bill's invested his time and energy into capturing his sport, and I hope you enjoy the first of his tales. KCR On Saturday 23rd of May 1874, the Kaimi United Cricket Club hosted a visit by the East Sydney Cricket Club. It was quite a coup for the district to have this team travel down to partake in a cricket match. Though there were many cricket clubs in Sydney, the organised Sydney grade competition did not come into being until the 1893-94 season, and so at this time in history they also played on an invitational basis. This was the East Sydney Club's final match of the 1873-74 season, and was by far the furthest they had travelled in the name of a game of cricket. The East Sydney team batted first, with players such as Dave Gregory and Charles Bannerman, who had recently played for the 18 of New South Wales against WG Grace's touring English team, and was looking solid against the Kaima locals at 4 for 73 before Alexander Gordon came on to bowl. Gordon had had a colourful cricket career for Kaima over the previous 15 years, and on this day added to that by coming on and bowling underarm. In 1874, this was well within the laws of the game, although even then it was reported as the old ways. Still, it did the job as Gordon picked up three for nine and helped to bowl out the East Sydney team for just 94. The Kaima team took heart from the swift conclusion of their opponent's innings and would have felt confident that they could put up a good chase of the target they had been set. However, it was not to be, as the opening attack of Charlie, Gregory and Burke ran through them with ease to be bowled out for just 55. After the luncheon, which was taken on the ground, there was little time for the Kaima team to force their way back into the match. After all, the East Sydney club had had little trouble in the first innings, setting themselves up for a big score, and with only a couple of hours to go until sundown, it looked an impossible task in which to force victory. Their cause was made easier when first Charlie Bannerman, and then Dave Gregory, the club's two most experienced batsmen, failed to show at the wickets, proclaiming themselves to be retired ill. Along with only 10 men to start with, it meant that Kaima had now only to produce seven wickets falling in order to have a second precious chance at the crease with the bat. Gordon was this time called upon to open the bowling, and again he is a cut above, once again relying on his underarms to do the job. Gordon bowls ten overs, of which three are maidens, 
and finishes with the terrific figures of 4 for 13. Amazing stuff. Spinks is not left in the lurch here, his 9 overs producing 2 for 12, while McCaffrey's single over closes out the innings with a wicket off his final ball, dismissing the undermanned City team for just 37 runs. With no time to waste at all, and with a maximum of only half an hour likely to be left in the day, Samuel Gordon and King take on the role of enforcers. They nab six runs from the first over by Gregory, and then 13 from the next by Burke, as well as another six from Gregory's second over. After just three overs, the Kaima team has raced away to none for 29, an unheard of run rate in the colonies at the time. And maybe, just maybe, the Kaima team are a chance of snatching this game. Burke is immediately replaced by the leg spin of Bannerman, who has remarkably recovered from whatever ailed him to stop him reaching the batting crease. And he bowls an advancing Gordon for 20, a fine innings in the circumstances. Suddenly the going is a lot tougher for the batsmen, not the least because of the deepening dusk that is falling around them. Bannerman proves to be a much tougher proposition, bowling both McCafferty for one and Alexander Gordon for a duck, before stumps are drawn with Keimer at 3 for 34 from 7 overs. A return match took place between the two teams on the 9th of November 1874, this time with the Keimer club travelling to Sydney and the match taking place on the Alliance ground. On this occasion, the East Sydney team is much more on song, putting together 240 runs, with Bannerman making 62 and Ned Gregory 72. In reply, Keimer could only manage 68 and then 91 following on, with Alexander Gordon and McCaffrey, the batsmen to show good form. Despite the drubbing they received in the return match in Sydney, both of these were important matches in the annals of Keimer cricket history. Not only did arguably the region's finest cricketer of the era again prove his worth and canniness against worthy opposition, and not only did an unheralded Keimer team hold their own against a superior opponent before having it handed to them in this return match, it was also a fillip for those that played in or watched the matches take place. Within three years, East City's captain Dave Gregory was appointed to captain the first All-Australian team to play the All-England team on level terms, 11 men on 11 men. It was played at the Melbourne Cricket Ground in March 1877 and is retrospectively considered to be the first ever cricket test match. And Charlie Bannerman was also selected in that game, going on to score the first test century and eventually retiring hurt for 165, still the highest score by an Australian on test match debut. It's a long way from facing underarms at Church Point Kiama to winning a test match, the first ever test match, at the MCG. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. With an absolute tragedy occurring on our doorstep at Port Kembla, where three people have been washed off rocks and are feared drowned, I thought it timely to rerun a part of an interview with Josh Douglas, the captain of the Kaima Downs Surf Club, which I recorded last year, and it's around beach safety. By the way, 89 people drowned in New South Wales last year, with the highest risk groups being children aged 0 to 4, young adults 25 to 34, and older Australians. I can only hope that you behave safely when you're in the water for the rest of this summer. All surf club beaches are patrolled Saturday, Sundays and public holidays, which is Kaima Downs, Kaima and Gerringong, and the Kaima Lifeguard patrolling surf beach, the main beach in Kaima, uh, Monday to Friday as well. So I always hear about uh, swim between the flags. So uh, it's a catch cry of surf life saving, swim between the flags. 
So talk to me about some uh, surf safety that I should understand. Yeah, um, definitely that, that's the main one. If, if you don't see the flags, then don't go for a swim. Um, and it was only shown um, to be so true up near Foster last few weeks where um, a 17-year-old teenager drowned at an unpatrolled beat. Um, so it, it really drives that message home that if the flags aren't up, then you shouldn't go for a swim. Unless you're a really confident swimmer, then if, as long as you go with a mate, always swim with a mate as a minimum so that they can get, get assistance if required. But the, but the beaches are patrolled um, anywhere from about 9.30, 10am through to about 3.30 to 4pm. All these school holidays. So always try to just time your swims at the beach where the, the beach is patrolled so that they can keep an eye on you and make sure there's, there's no problems. So that, that, that's the safest place and times to swim. There was little action in cricket over the weekend of the 30th of January due to the weather, so I thought I'd mention some cricket results from the weekend of the 23rd. In junior cricket, Kaima under-15Bs, 99, defeated Jeringong, 46, with Callum Hodgson best with the bat for Kaima. In other matches, in under-11s, Kaima Silva were far too strong for Lake Illawarra, with Zed Ward again keeping his wicket intact. Zed's heading towards a very memorable batting average. And Jeringong, 4 for 152, defeated Kaima Gold, 6 for 87. Here's hoping the weather is kinder to our cricketers next weekend. In golf, conditions were very challenging on Saturday and only the very keen golfers braved this weather. At Kaima, A grade was won by William Blomley with a great round of 38 points, playing off a one handicap. B grade went to Brad Williams from Shell Harbour with 39 points, with Cameron Francis taking out C grade. At Jamboree, only four players betted their handicap on a difficult day in a par event. The winner on the day was Matthew O'Rourke with plus three from Charlie Strzok. Whilst at Jeringong, Richard Sheargull won A grade with 36 points and Matthew Stubbs B grade with 43. In midweek golf at Kaima, a two-person Ambrose was played and from all reports, the ladies enjoyed the day, even though the weather played havoc. Congratulations to Noni O'Donnell and Trish Swan, who took out the event from Kelly Greaves and Bromontori. And a special mention goes to Terry Moran and Pauline Mayer, who finished third. Well done, ladies. KCR. Kayama Community Radio. For the community, by the community. The Man Walk, which was founded in our community and whose motto is Walk, Talk and Support, is teaming up with Epic Hearts, an organisation set up to create a pathway for all people who've had a heart attack to follow their dreams and achieve their goals. And also with the National Heart Foundation to participate in Red Shirt Day on Friday the 12th of February. The Red Shirt Day raises awareness of heart health. Why not take part and also check out the Heart Foundation website, Support and Resources for Heart Health. And wear a red shirt and have a walk or a ride on the day. And before I go, the Rugby Sevens is back on again on the weekend of the 27th of February. I'm hoping to talk to the organisers of the Rugby Sevens weekend coming up in one of our future programs. And thank you to the Coma Leagues Club for the valued support of this program. That's all I have time for this week, but if you want your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio. 
The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kaima Community Radio.